I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, and I am joined today by a very special guest, Anna McKay, the founder of Parents Pivot. Pivot is a word we have heard a lot in the last eight months. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here, Laura. Well, the funniest thing about getting to interview you today is this is a story I haven't shared, but you are the only person I've ever interviewed on this show whose interview recording I actually lost. So I interviewed you eight months ago. You were my last in-person pre-pandemic interview. We had just, we were probably going to start really locking down maybe about a week after you and I chatted. Um, You are the founder of Parents Pivot. So we were talking about your company and how you help parents pivot, how you help them re-enter the workforce after they've either left it or they're realizing they want to do something else. And then our entire workforce changed. So I lost the audio. It almost feels like audio from another time. I can't even imagine what we were saying because it was really the last conversation that I had with anybody um, before all of this happened. And then our lives just like totally, I remember you and I, like it, we hugged each other goodbye. And it was like, we were kind of joking that, you know, should we not really be hugging each other because no one had started really taking it seriously yet. And it was almost like three days later, everybody was in their houses forever. Yeah, I know. I know. It feels like so long ago. It was a lifetime ago. It feels like so long ago. So right after that happened, we started hearing the word pivot everywhere in relation to how brands and companies are changing direction to make ends meet and serve their customers in such a crazy time. And what you help individuals do is you help them get back into the workforce after they've either left it or realize that they want to do something else that complements their parenthood better. I feel like every time I have a baby, I'm a different person. I mean, the person like I'm born and my kid is born and it always causes this tremendous reevaluation of what it is I want to be doing with my career. And I love that. I think it's amazing, but it's also really hard to navigate on your own. So you really, you help people with that process. So tell us a little bit about that. I do. Yes. It's so funny because when I was coming up with the name for my company, I, you know, I came up with Parents Pivot and I was like, this is an excellent name because nobody can pivot better than parents. Right. It's just, (laughs) we know, we know we're like, okay, we're locked down with our kids in the house. All right. Everyone's homeschooling. Here's all the, here's all the Instagram accounts you need to follow to learn how to homeschool. I mean, like who, who pivots better than parents? You're totally right. You're totally right. Go ahead. Oh my yes. God. So I know. So I loved that. And I love that it, it, it feels like um, it's something that you, that we're called to do that we kind of just have to do because that's the nature of being a parent. You just kind of, um, you need to be able to shift and pivot and something's not working and make a change. And so I love, um, I love that as the name of my company, because that's really what I help people do. And I feel like sometimes people get to an, a, um, a crossroads in their life or a transition where they feel like they need to make a pivot. And a lot of times that's where I meet my clients. They're 
in this transition trying to think about returning to paid work, but they don't necessarily know what they want to do. You know, a lot of the people that I work with had these high powered careers prior to having kids and they know they definitely don't want to go back to working those 80 hour weeks, but they don't know what else to do. And so um, I show up at that moment and help them figure it out and return to paid work that they love. So, so yeah. how do you help someone who is been in a high powered executive career. Okay. And they've been on maternity leave for like a year. They've realized, okay, there's all these Instagram accounts that I'm following and these women who started their own businesses and they're working from home. And that's what I want to do. I mean, I can imagine you're like smiling and nodding at me right now. We're looking at each other over zoom. That has to be like one of the top requests that you hear. How do you guide someone in that predicament? Because I feel like even if maybe you didn't feel that way eight months ago, right now, everyone is kind of sort of looking at, okay, maybe I might be working from home for a really long time. Maybe there is that hobby or that, that dream that I've always had that I've wanted to follow. How do you help people who, who make that request? Yeah. So I'd say there are a couple of different camps of people. Some people come in and they, they do that, have, they have that kind of inkling of an idea that they want to do. They see other people doing something or um, they remember an experience that they've had that they really enjoyed and they've connect with, connected with a past work experience. And they're like, I've, I've always wanted to teach yoga or I've always wanted to, um, you know, I have some clients that are starting up these academies for um, Spanish speaking students or people who have these kind of like dreams that they've always wanted to do. And I feel like right after a pause is an excellent time to do that, right? So we pause, that's what, that's what a, a lot of people, if you've um, taken a time away from paid work, we call it a career pause. And so, and we've all experienced this huge pause with COVID. And I always say that one of the gifts of the pause of the slowdown is that we do have time to reflect. We have time to reflect and connect to some of those passions and those things that we've always wanted to do. And yeah. now's the perfect time to go out there and try that. Um, so that's one camp of people, people who've had this kind of like, inkling in the back of their mind who's and they've known they've always wanted to do that um but they haven't quite had they've got a lot of fear holding them back and so we work through that um and another camp of people are like i just have no idea what i want to do at all um and so and they want and you then, to help them figure that out and yes. what are some of the ways that you do that because i think right yeah. now i've always there's this documentary called i think it's just called happy it's on netflix and it's one of my favorite documentaries and it talks about how um, people who have less money um, tend to be generally happier often than people who have a whole lot of money because of one thing, because they have fewer choices. So the man who lives in India who wakes up and he does the same exact job every single day and he's never thought that he would ever necessarily be able to do anything else and he sees his kids and he has a big dinner and then he goes to sleep and he wakes up the next day and he does the same thing can technically be happier than the man with hundreds of million dollars living in America who can do anything he wants, who can buy a yacht because that person has infinite amount of choice. And we see that with children, right? Children thrive when they have two choices or fewer. You give them a third, a fourth, especially the young ones, and they get really overwhelmed. And adults are the same way. So here we are, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's almost like the slate 
is kind of wiped clean. And I think we can get overwhelmed by the amount of choice that it feels like we have. So where do you start helping people who feel that sense of overwhelm? Yes. So definitely, if you've got you, we can feel overwhelmed by the total, um, the amount of choice that we have. And I think that that is what a lot of women feel when they're returning to paid work. They're like, but I could do anything. And we, we grew up in this generation where people told us you can do anything. And so the world is your oyster, just pick, you can do anything. And so that, that is kind of very paralyzing when you're, you, the world is open to you and you. I'm pretty deliberate. I feel like (laughs) about not saying that to my child. Now that you bring that up, like, I don't think I've ever said that just like by default, because I remember never feeling good whenever anyone said that to me. Right? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that yeah. crazy? I mean, our parents were totally well-meaning. Yeah. And- they meant, like, <laughs> you can re- like reach for the stars. You can do anything. Yeah. And I was like, really? Yeah. Because yeah. that's terrifying. Like, do I have to? <laughs> do I have to be an astronaut? Because I'm not sure. And like all the prospects felt very overwhelming. Yeah. You see, yes. kids, you ask them what they want to be when they grow up. I've been talking yes. to a lot of moms about this lately. And you see them sort of get a little bit overwhelmed thinking yeah. about that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and that's where I really try to focus in small. Like, what is it that you've, and I get my clients to do this reflection exercise where we reflect on your past work experiences. And what is it about those experiences that has just really lit you up? We also do a series of assessments and the assessments can be so helpful for illuminating those two or three strengths and skills that you, that really connect to you. And so, and then we go from there and we, you know, we reflect on what it is that you have loved to do. And then we narrow the field um, from there. And it's really so fun to, to follow this path with people and to see them go from just this complete like overwhelm um, analysis by choice <laughs> or par- paralysis by choice. And um and, and to see them focus in and, and to connect with that thing that they, that they love. And a lot of times, like, it does bring up, like, you know what? I always wanted to do this, but I was holding myself back because of X, Y, or Z. I have friends or clients that have said, I've always wanted to be a teacher, but my mom said no. And so I followed this totally other path. And they might not go back and be a teacher, but they might incorporate teaching in whatever it is they do next. I think it's really common, and I hear this more often than not, you don't really hear about someone who owned like a craft shop, and then they have a kid and they want to go be the CEO of Exxon, right? You hear more that somebody is really like blowing and going, and then they have a kid and then they realize they want to reprioritize. Obviously, there's probably a reason for that. We want to spend more time with our family. Do you find that people are kind of, they come to you like almost with their tail between their legs that like, that's not something that they want to be doing anymore. Cause I feel like the messages that I know I got were like, you should kind of be able to figure out how to put all of your energy into everything. And that we're kind of starting to let that go collectively. Have you found that? Yes, 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 definitely. I mean, I think definitely pre-pandemic, there was all, we always place so much, so many expectations on ourselves. And pre-pandemic, I feel like 
work and home were so much more separated that they, um, that kind of it was easier to do that. But now when everything's together, everything's blended, it's so much harder to separate. Um, and I think that you're, you're right. A lot of people do come to me and they're, they've had these huge careers and they want to, they want to think about doing something different when they have kids. It does. It's a huge transition in your life. And, um, we get so much kind of medical support during that time just yes. because you have Very to, true. but you yeah. don't get this emotional support. A no. lot of people don't get this kind of like emotional and mental support to work through the transition. And to it does make you kind of pause, like being on maternity leave, or if you've stayed home for a longer time, it does make you pause and kind of reevaluate where where am I? What do I want to do? What do I want for my life? What do I want for my children? How do I want my family to be? It's a wonderful time to think through those questions and, um, and start to start along that path. Like it doesn't have to be our priorities change when we have kids, our priorities change throughout our lives for a variety of reasons. So to expect that you want to do the same thing that you wanted to do right out of college, um, um, after you have a child is not all that, um, it's not a very realistic, really. <laughs> it's not a very re realistic expectation. And I, I remember no. just like the sort of shame that I felt, which looking back on feels crazy that I did, that I wasn't the same person that like kind of trying to make myself fit back into that box and it just yeah. not working and thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Like I kind of need to power, I should be able to power through this and I can't. Yes. And like, not we're not supposed to be able to and i think it's very validating just to hear you know this is a very normal thing you're you're biologically altered when you have a child you are you you're a are. different I don't person know if you, yeah yes and i don't know if you know about the brain research that's been conducted about on women when they have children their brain changes really tell me more because yes. i believe it it's it's amazing. It's amazing. We, our brain changes to make us more capable to build strengths like empathy. Um, the, those regions of our brain are formed and changed. And of course we need that for caring for children, but those, um, those strengths can also play out in the workforce. And I think that, you know, if we can change and adapt and, and, um, you know, given this opportunity right after having kids, when your brain is in this state to, um, open and elastic and capable of, of forming these new skills and empathy, I feel like it's just the perfect opportunity to take advantage of building on those skills. And, and that may mean that you show up differently at work. And it may mean that you show up better. <laughs> it may mean that you show up better. I love that. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I hope that the qualities that we possess as women, but also that we evolve into as women are, are treasured because I only feel like I've gotten better, right? With age, with having yeah. children, I only feel like I've become more um, valuable in a workforce and that I have more to contribute. Not saying that having children makes you have more to contribute, but I'm saying as I've grown, as I've evolved as a human being, and the yes. characteristics within me has have evolved. Those feminine yes. qualities, those are valuable. I mean, we're reading, if you read Kate Northrup's Do Less, her book, Do Less, I love, she talks about how like our entire society right now is kind of operating on a masculine rhythm that we like work really hard. We push, we like push every single day. And that like the feminine rhythms of 
being in this sort of monthly cycle of not blooming all year long and like of compassion and empathy. Those are things we actually really need to. And I just, I love her book. Yeah, totally. Check it out if you haven't already. So I've been dying to know what does parents pivot look like now that the whole world has pivoted? What, what have you been dealing with? Who has been coming to you and, and how have things changed for you? I know, I know. Well, so the pandemic has been very interesting for women and especially mothers. And so for a lot of my clients who were, I have two camps of clients, one set of clients who's returning to work and they are really so ready to go back. They're a little bit nervous about returning in this economic environment, but they are ready to go back. And I love to work with them because we can get you, um, we can get your confidence up. We can like get you focused and get you clear about what you want to do. And that's great. There's another camp of, of women who are just overwhelmed. And oh my God. <laughs> their kids are still at home. Like, <laughs> What do you even do? And like, oh yeah, you were talking about like how we have more of like a work, like our everything's blended right now. And I was yes. listening and I was thinking, yeah, I mean, I hope that that's just not permanent, to be honest. Like I need that separation from my kids yeah. in order to get my work done every day. And yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, go ahead, continue. I know. So there's this whole camp of returners that are, that are, choosing to delay returning. And, and then there's this whole camp of women who um, were working and are now taking a pause because they feel they, cause, because they can have to, they can, yeah. And yeah. And they cannot manage work and all that goes on with a family. And it feels like sometimes when um, that that's just, there's no other option. And so, and so I feel like in a couple of months, I'm hoping like six months to a year. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. That we're going to have this huge influx of women returning to paid work. And what I think this time is great for is really reflecting on what it is that you want to do. If you've paused, if you've just stepped away from paid work, then really taking this time to reevaluate how do you want to return? How do you want to show up? And um, and I and employers will get a better candidate uh, in a returner in a in somebody who has paused their career during this time because they will be so much more refreshed and way less burned out than people who have been continuously. Working. And they'll know exactly what they want to be doing and thus be applying yes. for jobs that are directly in that vein, yes. which is so valuable. Yes you know, to be like yes. excited about it. I was telling somebody yes. that when I had both of my kids, it was like a real awareness moment for me that, you know, you have that moment where you're about to give birth and it's always a little bit scary. And you kind of think about like, well, like if anything goes wrong, like, how do I, how am I feeling right now? And in both of those times with both of my daughters, I remember just thinking like, I have everything that I want in my family and like that work, you know, we've, if you've ever read like the five regrets of the dying, nobody ever regrets not having worked enough, right? right. They regret like not cherishing their relationships as much or spending as much time with family and friends. And I, I totally yes. get that because in those really, really sensitive moments, I never think about work, right? But this has yeah. been totally different. This has been like life stopped while we were all still breathing. Mm -hmm. And we get to really look at the lives that we're living and decide is every, is this what I really want to be doing? And I've seen almost everybody in our lives and like us included have just made 
one major change, whether it's like where they live, who they're married to, like, do they want to have more children? And like, there's no one that I know that hasn't like done a huge, made a huge shift in their lives. And like, I know for me, it's been like very much my, I've I've really looked at my career and I've said like, what do I really want to be doing? So whereas in that sort of near death feeling that you have, you don't think about work. This has been like, wait, like I can create my life. This is like an opportunity to do that. So that has to be really cool from your perspective. Yes, yes, definitely. I agree. And it's so funny because I, I, for at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, I gotta, um, I gotta, there's a lot of people in need, a lot of people who are uncertain and I need to, um, I want to ramp up my business and really help. And so I did that and it was wonderful, but I got to the end of the summer and I just got burned out. Like so many working parents are these days. And in, and I hadn't taken that pause that, that COVID forced so many people to take. And so I needed to, I needed to, I took that pause and I reevaluated what did I want to do? And after I took a week off and I really only added in what I really need to add in. Um, And it's been a great perspective at um, a great perspective to take and say, well, what is really important and how, how can I align what I'm doing with work that it, so that it works with my family as well. And I think that, you know, trying to make things, um, you know, choosing what I'm doing so that it hits all of those buckets, like so that it meets the family bucket, it meets the work bucket, it meets the um, community bucket, it meets my self-fulfillment bucket. Like if, if it checks all those buckets, that's awesome. And I am, I am all in it. And if it, if it's something that is not energy giving, then I kind of, I, I reevaluate and say, do I need to do this for some, for some reason, or can I let it go? And it's been really helpful. So during this time that we have all been on this big gigantic pause, even though we're kind of back out in the world, it's certainly nothing like it was. We're still very much dealing with a pandemic. Um, A lot of changes have been occurring in the outside world. So we're looking at like self-driving cars becoming a thing pretty soon. Um, A lot of automated systems, which means fewer job opportunities. And it also, on top of what's going on right now, can probably sound pretty scary. I was talking about this with my husband the other day. I was like, what are, he was talking about Uber wanting to basically be full-on self-driving cars ASAP. And I was thinking, well, what are all these people going to do who've really relied on this as a career? And I guess we always pivot, right? We always shift. We always find new options and new ways to work. That's what human yes. beings do. But what is that? What do you think that's going to look like in your professional opinion? What kind of careers are rising and what are people really going for now that a lot of these jobs that we've come to rely on for our whole lives are kind of going away? Yes. Yes. Well, I think sir, I think services will be much more personalized, you know, and I think that some of these kind of more routine things that can be automated, that's great. Those can be automated. And so that it frees up us humans to do things like connect with people or to have a more personalized service experience. Um, So if you, I I think that emotional intelligence, as we've talked about, is going to be really 
huge. Like that's something that machines just can't do they very can't, well. Hopefully. I mean, like that would freak <laughs> me out, but yeah, I hope not. Yeah. Right? So, right, right. So I think that that's really where humans add value. And that's where we, we need in this world of, you know, of, of being so kind of isolated and locked down. We need that connection now more than ever. So I think definitely that the service industry jobs where humans are involved in connecting with other people, like that is going to be huge. I also keep wondering about art. Like I watched This Is Us last night. I'm a huge super fan of This Is Us. I've watched every episode and it was the first show that I have seen in these crazy times that actually helped me process everything that's happened in the last eight months because it was about everything that's happened in the last eight months. So, so much of the media that I've consumed has been about like, you know, the monarchy or something that has nothing to do with what we're actually experiencing right now. And this was the first show I watched that was about like, it was about George Floyd and it was about the coronavirus. And it was about like these families finding out that this stuff was happening and, and social distancing. And I was like, it was a two hour episode. I must've cried for like an hour and a half of it just because it was like catharsis. It was the first yes. time that I had seen something that had actually validated my experience and so many other people's experience. And I hadn't even, it, art helps you process these things. And I think yes. right now we've come to cherish that so much. Like, I don't know about you, but oh my God, if I could go back to a movie theater just every day, I would be so grateful. I miss art. I miss the movies. And while right now we're seeing that, you know, these theaters have opened and no one's going yet, that's because people are still, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. But I do believe that once we have worked through this, there's going to be such a desire for art and performance. And like, hopefully we will come to value those things monetarily. And like, yeah. we need more of that, right? That's what we were saying yes. all the time before this pandemic happened. We need more art. We need to value art more. Now, like, it feels like the most important thing. It's what I miss the most, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I love what you're saying because it is like creative expression is a way for us to work through all of these feelings that we're having yeah. right now yeah. and all of this craziness. And we need to process these feelings. We need to work through them um, in order to get to the other side. And um, we can't just stuff them down anymore. We can't just no. ignore them. We've got to recognize them and creative expression is a way to acknowledge and 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 work through your feelings and so I definitely agree and it's also such a way to connect with people and bring people together and so I think I think you're right if we can learn to value um <laughs> value those experiences yeah. and what they do for us and what and how they help us work through a time like now um yeah that would be amazing that would be amazing I love it so tell me what's coming up on the horizon for you it's been a very busy year it sounds like what do you have what are you looking forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I am really looking forward to spending some holiday time with oh, family. Some time off, right? <laughs> I know, some time off. So, and like, it's so funny because obviously we've all been together so much, but it'll be nice to have that, like that time off from work to really just focus again on um, on family and being together. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then in the new year, I am looking forward to doing our Thrive program again, the Thrive Like a Mother program. So tell program. us about the Thrive Like a Mother program. For those who don't know what it is, tell us all about it. Yes. 
so this is a group coaching program for people who are looking to return to paid work and it will be the perfect time to do this in January because you you know 2020 will be over oh, be an end to a cycle <laughs> and um, and it'll be the perfect time to kind of start down the path of like what is it that I want to do when I return it helps people get clarity around what they want to do it helps you build confidence in your skills and then we also do the kind of tactical job search stuff like resumes LinkedIn and all that networking interview prep all that kind of stuff so it's a really oh, that sounds amazing <laughs> and it's a group it's a group dynamic too so it like is. you're bouncing off of other people who are kind of yes. doing the same thing as you Exactly. And the group is so powerful because in this experience of returning to paid work, a lot of people feel very isolated and like most of their friends are either working already or they are staying at home and they're happy to do that. So, um, so if you are considering a return to paid work, you might feel very isolated and like you're the only one in your group considering doing this. And so the group network is an amazing source of support and it helps people realize, oh, I'm not the only one thinking this, or that's a challenge for me too. I wonder how she's addressing it. So it's really so supportive. You know, I, um, I led one over the summer and it was amazing. And the group has continued to meet after, after the wow. program, because they just felt they just built such connection and community with each other. And so I think um, now's the time for community. And this group is so powerful. So. Did you ever imagine that this would be going on, like that you'd be this busy and this many people would be like pivoting at this point in time? I know, I know. It's really huge. It's really huge. But, you know, I feel like there's so much, there's so much craziness in the world. There's so much um, there's so much that could be bringing us down. It's a great time to really, to really think and have a collective shift towards positivity and a co collective shift towards doing what it is we feel um, we want to do. And when we share our gifts, our unique gifts with the world, it makes the world a better place. And that's what I'm hoping to help people do through Thrive and through coaching. So. That's amazing, Anna. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. And I love your energy and your enthusiasm and how you have just absolutely made the best of this last eight months. You are wonderful. And um, everyone, again, this has been Anna McKay and she is the founder of Parents Pivot. So where can we find you on the internet? Tell us all yes. about it. All over the place. So we have a website, www.parentspivot.com. We're on Instagram at Parents Pivot. We have a Facebook group and Facebook page. Fantastic. Um, and we're on LinkedIn. Love it. And we can find out more about the Thrive Program on your website, correct? Yes, okay. definitely. Wonderful, wonderful. And all of you, thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, and I look forward to joining you again next time. You've been listening to Look Ma No Hands. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose, and you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. 
Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time. Mama, 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 mama.